I botched. I botched it. Dagnabbit. Let me see. All right. This works. This will work. Oh, welcome everybody to another edition of the Put Me For Podcast, episode 99. Oh, we're so close to that 100 mark. I can't wait. I can feel it. It's going to be a good one. This one and that one, but probably this one too. Uh, I'm your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host. To my left, he is the 10th wonder of the world, the puncher of walls, Dicklish himself, Richard Garcia. Hey, hey, everyone. How's it going? And also joining us, he is the handsomest man alive, handsomest yeah, drummer alive. Oh, uh, uh, man. Man? Man? Yeah. By uh, default, drummer also. By default, about. yes. Um, <laughs> oh, there's my, there's my special friend. He, he is, is also uh, the Pinoy powerhouse. His name is Byron Pagdalao. Hey, everybody. Happy post-mania week. Oh, what a what a wild week it's been uh, in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, but we got a lot to get into. But before we get to that, you know I got to give it up to our sponsors. You know I got to give it up to our friends at lapelya.com. If you're in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to lapelya.com. Use our promo code PUTMEOVER. And in turn, that website will put you over and you get 20% off your entire order. Uh, they just released a bunch of stuff for Mania, um, so definitely go check them out. Whoa! Um, also, make sure you go check out our friends at Grudge Match Brand at GrudgeMatchBrand.com and Grudge Match Brand on Instagram. Make sure to turn on the notifications because they have some hot fire sitting right in their web store right now, just for you to go pick up and buy. Uh, so definitely go check them out. Um, also, if you're in the market for some wrestling uh, podcasting merchandise, go to our website. PutMeOver.com for all of your Put Me Over podcast wants and needs. Uh, get a shirt with Dick's face on it. You see him? He's. Oh, yeah. By the way, if you're listening to the audio portion of this, you really want to let you guys know that we also do a video portion of this as well. So make sure you go to our YouTube, PutMeOver.com or PutMeOver podcast. How does it, how do URLs work? YouTube.com slash PutMeOver podcast. Yeah. Um, and you can, you can check us out whenever we turn on our live shows. Uh, turn on the notifications. Uh, hit that little bell icon. Um, so you can be informed is when we go live because uh, this was we're not really good at planning them, are we guys? No, kind of just we're like WrestleMania. We're like WrestleMania 36, <laughs> uh, which we're gonna get into. We're gonna we got to talk a lot about that. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's get into the show. Uh, let's get into some news. Let's get into some dicks, dirty news. All right. Well, I don't really have much a whole lot of news uh, to start off with. So, um, you guys just want to go ahead and just kick off with WrestleMania. I mean, that's pretty much the the, the main uh, main appetizer. Um, yeah. If we don't got any other news, uh, uh, nothing happened in the week of wrestling. Huh? Everybody was pretty much off waiting off for this, wrestling. waiting for Mania to go. Off. Essentially, like the the week was dominated by WrestleMania and the fallout and what's really going to happen uh, coming forward. Uh, all I can really tell you is that um, starting Friday, it looks like WWE is going to pick up on their tapings again. So don't know how long that's going to last or how many tapings they're going to go for. Because uh, keep in mind, Florida has a stay-at-home order. Uh, and at this time, it's not considered essential business. So uh, maybe the, they're trying to do right. They're, they're not considered essential business. It's essential for us, damn it. Uh, <laughs> um. What's considered essential, what's considered non-essential is up to the government. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, 
we'll see how that plays out. They, if they're smart, they would start filming ASAP as possible because right. um, they couldn't have to run clip shows. Maybe I don't know how that would work. Well, I mean, because they, they were talking about like just taking a break and then just seeing how this plays out. But uh, you know, you got to ask. You got you got you got questions like, how long is this going to last? Like, is this going to be a thirty day break? Is this going to be a sixty day break? And the longer the breaks are, I mean, how are the wrestlers going to train? Now, granted, most of these guys do have their own places to live. Yeah. And they have their own gyms, but it's one thing training with weights compared to training in the ring with another yeah. person. You get that ring rest. You got to get that timing down. Um, that's It's it's tough, dude. Um, I hope that, you know, they, that they are ready to go for Mania from here. Like, they're not just rewriting shit week of because – you know, Vince McMahon could film it and then get tired of it and then wanting to do it all over again. Oh, well, I mean, the whole recordings, I mean, even at the day of the tapings, uh, Brock Lesnar wasn't even happy about the tapings. I mean, we, we were hearing reports that he was very frustrated. In fact, that he wanted to uh, he wanted to be the first one out there. But um, the way they had it set up for the media matches was that they would only allow a certain amount of people into that building at a time. So everyone essentially had to wait their turn. That sounds about but right. Brock was but Brock was getting very frustrated and he wanted to get in there and get out. And um, to his defense, I mean, you could argue and say, you know, he didn't want to really want to be there. Um, you can say, well, it's just Brock being Brock but at the same time with what's been going on in the world. It's understandable. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Brock Lesnar is, is pissed off uh, says, says everything. I think a lot of people that were, we're kind of annoyed that they had to do this um, just because of the circumstances. I think a lot of the wrestlers were hoping that uh, the show was going to get just postponed or something. From, from what I'm hearing, it seems like a lot of them were actually pretty happy with it. Like they were, they were just thrilled to actually just do it. Um, just kind of like as a morale, as a, as a, um, as a, as a morale booster. Yeah. I mean, I compared this mania to one of the Saudi shows, you know, that's, it's a show that's happening. It's not like a real show. Um, but I guess, you know, it, it is a real show, but, uh, we'll talk about what we thought about mania. Uh, but it just didn't have the same feel as like a regular WWE show. And that's just because, you know, obviously no crowd because, of, because of the outside, because of the outside world. Yeah. They didn't have access and shit. I love watching like the clips from access and all the fucking nerds. Going they had crazy. zero dude. Nothing. Damn. No takeover, which is a big, no Finn Balor all weekend. Yeah. Um, just kind of insane, you know? Well, the, the past couple of NXT tapings on Wednesday is essentially takeover. Um, this past Wednesday was, was takeover part one. And then they're going to go ahead and finish up uh takeover this Wednesday with the, uh, the main event being Johnny Organo versus Tomas and Ciampa. That's going to be dope. That's going to, we're, we're actually doing this on a Tuesday. So tomorrow uh, we're going to get tomorrow. You're right. AW and NXT tomorrow. Uh, so that should be pretty fun. I was wondering where that was. I was like, what the fuck? I thought it was supposed to be last week. The no. Gargano match. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gargano asked for two weeks to to prepare for this because according to a Triple H, this is it. Like, I feel like this needs like a stipulation of like loser leaves town or something along right. those lines. Yeah, we've been talking about that for a while. And uh, it seems like that's the consensus when it comes to this match. Like they've been dragging this feud out for several years. And even before they got to WWE, I mean, they were feuding in PWG, feuding throughout the indie scene. Uh, it's it, now's the time to do it. Now's the time to go ahead and uh, end it and just move on from there. Yeah. Unless, unless they want to push it when the crowd's back, because uh, man, a lot of these, yeah, we'll talk about it, but during menu, but a lot of these matches would have been elevated by the crowd and like, 
Or maybe that's what made him special. Who knows? But yeah, I think this match, well, it might be special that they just do it them too because they are, they're real life good friends, right? Uh, yeah, they, they were like... Gargano and Ciampa, yeah. Yeah, yeah Gargano yeah, was... So uh, or Ciampa was his best man at his wedding. Like, they're 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 tight. Oh, good, good. Um, let's... I mean, let's just get into the main event. Um, what do you guys think of WrestleMania? I'd say probably one of the more, most memorable Manias uh, for a lot of reasons. But I thought as a wrestling card itself, it was pretty damn entertaining. It was really good, too. They were like innovative, too. Really innovative, I thought. We saw WWE pull out all the stops for this show. They, uh, they really went all out to put on a good production. And I feel, yeah, considering the circumstances, I, I feel like the show was, I'd give it a, a good A minus B plus. Right. I'd say easy A, like not A plus, but A. What about I you, mean, Dick? Yeah. It's really hard to grade this show because of what's been going on. So you, you can't be harsh to it because of the outside circumstances and grade it for what it was. And for what it was, I, I thought it was, um, number one, I thought they did a good job breaking up the two nights. They did the two nights, two, three hour shows was much more enjoyable than trying to watch it for six or seven hours. So uh, yeah. glad they did that. Uh, that made the, sh- that made it a lot more enjoyable. Um, are they the going to matches? Keep, are they going to keep doing two nights? You think, or was just like a one, one-time deal? I would say it's a one-time deal only because there's no room. If you had NXT takeover and all the festivities, hall of fame and all that stuff, uh, there's no possible way. Not to but, mention all the other yeah. shows that they, they, you know, other companies run during mania weekend too. Right, but well, I'm sure they don't. Care. I'm sure they don't care about that. It's more <laughs> yeah, so they don't give a with, fuck. With their, it, they don't. They, I mean, really, they really don't, because um, they are the main attraction. They'd have to shuffle their entire schedule around in order to do a two night WrestleMania. And I think we talked about this either on the, on the last podcast or two podcasts ago, because the way they have it right now is uh, Friday is SmackDown, or Wednesday is NXT, Thursday's Open, Friday is SmackDown, Saturday's. Uh, NXT TakeOver, Sunday's WrestleMania, Monday's Raw. Thursday, for it being the open night, I mean, their logic was going to have the Hall of Fame on Thursdays. I mean, that would fill the spot. But I don't think, I mean, I think you can go ahead and do, you can get rid of the Hall of Fame. You don't need to have it on WrestleMania weekend. It's nice to have it on WrestleMania weekend, but I don't I don't think you need really need it. Yeah. Um I don't know. I was thinking, like, what about like parking and like people buying multiple tickets for multiple days? And what if one day is not as good as the other day? Um, they, I feel like they balance this show out pretty good. Um, but you know, I don't know. I wouldn't want to go down because WrestleMania is going to be here next year. I'd hate to have to battle traffic two days in a row and pay eighty dollars for parking each time I want to, you know, go to the show. Right. Um. It's crazy. Uh. But at the same time, some people will pay that much and more. Right. For that. For that experience of two nights, imagine that if this was two nights in Tampa Bay, how much money that shit would have raked in. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely people that would drop top dollar to have those ringside seats two nights in a row. Eighty thousand. That's the advantage of. Yeah, eighty yeah. thousand. Uh, was it eighty thousand? What it was supposed to be? Well, Tampa Bay holds that much. That stadium does. That's a big ass stadium. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking. Let's, let's say like let's say realistically, it's about seventy thousand. They 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 fit. Yeah. Um, right, you're right. you're not going to be able to get two seventy thousand capacity back to back maybe a 50 and a 40 or a 45 and 45 um yeah because you'd run that risk of not being able to fill out the stadium for two nights 
or they could be like Coachella and sell out both weekends, right? Yeah, I mean, that's entirely possible. That's that is, is entirely possible. Right yeah, so. but they already have a hard night selling out one night uh, in a right, big ass right. stadium. I can't imagine them doing t- unless tickets are like twenty dollars for like mid range seats. You know, if they like really slash the prices. No, um, yeah, that's but I, I I don't see that happening. Uh, but yeah, th- I mean, when they say too big for one night, it's really like it'd be too boring for for eight <laughs> hours of an empty arena, you know? Right, right. Um, but you guys do bring up a good point, though, as far as going back to back as a fan. That is uh, that's that's a lot of money to dish down, um, not just for the tickets itself, but also for you know parking and then transportation, food, yeah. um, hotel. Food, drinking alcohol i mean yeah and if especially if you're flying in you got to pay for an extra night um you can make the argument and say well you're going to pay for the extra night regardless yeah but i if if i'm going let's say let's say wrestlemania like if i'm in i live in new york and wrestlemania is going to be in la i got to go to la i want to like see some shit i just want to be at wrestling all weekend you know what i mean i'd like to go see you know parties and things like that that are happening around the the whole event um right. i don't think they could do two nights uh in a in a, in a normal world Maybe though, like seeing that it's in the uh, LA next year, that's a place you can do two days because there's so much other shit to do, and like the city itself can occupy um, your time, I suppose. Unless, unless they they go smart and they book like Staples Center two nights, they wouldn't be able to do a, a giant fucking football stadium for two nights. Which which be kind of tight. Like WrestleMania Staples Center. Yeah, I think that's the only way you could sell it out. One thousand percent, both nights. I mean, both twice. <laughs> Shit. Imagine the whole, the whole idea of them being in LA is the, so, so that way they can go ahead and show off SoFi Stadium. Oh that's yeah, the whole reason why they're in LA. Oh, that's where they're having it, huh? Yeah, yeah the brand SoFi new stadium. brand new stadium. Fuck. That's they didn't waste cool. any time, dude. They were like, we uh-huh. want that shit locked down. Um, and, I, and keep in mind, the stadium is scheduled to open this August. Well, yeah, um, I'm excited. I mean, hopefully, hopefully they're not like too far behind. I, you think they're still working on it? During all this, yeah, yeah, construction yeah. Is, uh, is is considered essential, I think, because people are still. I still see people making buildings and shit like in Pasadena. Okay, it it is, but um, but going off on that, um, earlier earlier this week, uh, President Trump did have a meeting with a lot with the top executives in sports. You mean and, Hall, uh, Hall of Famer and President Dana White Trump? We're on that press call. We're in that um, group call, and um, the gist of that conversation was that he. <laughs> Was that he wanted to uh, ensure that there's going to be like tax, there's going to be um, that, that there's going to be tax breaks for um, the franchises that are going to be coming down the road. So it looks like there might be some good news coming in because um, we're already hearing rumors about MOB starting next month um, and a bridge version of, of the baseball season happening in Arizona. Um, if things go well, maybe the NFL will be back on time in August. So maybe there is a light at the end of this tunnel, but again, we don't know yet. Yeah, we. But it, these are uncharted waters. Exactly. This is all uncharted waters right here. Um, what do you guys think this mania just would have been epic, like pirate themed? Like, how big were they going to go with this? I think they would have went really big. Like, imagine Kyrie Sane coming out like on a pirate ship because it's pirate. Oh, th- like, it would have been perfect. They probably would have got awesome. the win too. Yeah, they probably would have got the win. I don't know if they would have done it though. I mean, yeah. Well, I liked the hype video in the beginning of the show. Um, yeah, they did. They did it on both nights, but it looked like there was a lot of production CGI. It looked like a like a like a Avengers type movie. Um, and the sign was sick too, like the a one blockbuster. on blockbuster. Uh, yeah, it definitely looked like a blockbuster summer movie. Um, but let's let's run down the card. Um, well, before we do that, we got to crown 
a new champion. I have finally been dethroned. It took a, it took a while, but uh, you're new. Pay-per-view champion of the Put Me Over podcast world goes to the Pinoy powerhouse, Byron Pagdalao. Uh, you guessed 12 out of the 16, and we guessed 11 each. Ooh, that's um, close. Yeah, it was very close. Um, so next time I see you, I, I have the belt. I mean, I'll, I'll hand it over to you, but uh, virtually, there you, go. You, you are the champion. Hell yeah. Um, First ever virtual champion. There were there was some surprises. I feel like the card could have been shaved off a couple matches. Um, Elias and King Corbin did like zero for me. Um and they I, get, I don't even remember who won. <laughs> who won that match again? Uh, Eli- Elias, Elias won that match. Oh shit! Um, yeah. Oh, that's right. That one. Yeah, that one didn't necessarily didn't have to be on the card. They. Yeah. It was shoehorned. You know, it wasn't very like there was no real build behind it at all. Um, I don't even know why they were fighting really. Um, and then you had the uh, the Kabuki Warriors losing to Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Um, a, a good opener. I thought it was a good opener, but I mean, in the long scheme of things, um, didn't really do much for me. Yeah, the wrestling match had, was still pretty good, though. It had some good moments of, of actual wrestling, and like, like you said, it was a really good opener. Um, I I hated that uh, twisted bliss at the end. I feel like maybe she should have tried it again, or they they filmed it in in advance. Right. They could have like, all right, right, cut, cut. All right, Alexa, can you do that again? Because um, right, right. it it, it looked it looked bad. It, she land. She basically landed on her her legs, um, which I don't know. It wouldn't make me keep my shoulders down to the mat if I, my legs got moonsaulted on. <laughs> I would just be grabbing my knee the whole time. Like ah, yeah, like, oh, I would fuck. love to see you try to no sell twisted bliss. By the way, <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't. I would sell it, but like my legs would be in pain. Not not. It wouldn't be enough to put me put me down. Um, what 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 was your guys' favorite match of night one? I mean, there's the obvious one, but what's one right. underneath that? Oh, night one. Let me look at the night one recap. Well, obviously, let's get out of the way. The yeah, best match. We got to talk about it. We'll talk about that its own segment, but the Undertaker match was my favorite. But as like real wrestling matches, the fir- my favorite match of that night. Oh, that's tough. Cause, oh, the ladder match. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I would say the ladder match as well. Best tag hell? team singles match ever. Oh, for sure. Um, what the hell is that? Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. I don't know the the Sami Zayn uh, Daniel Bryan match. I what did you guys think of that one? It didn't, it didn't do much for me either. I was kind of surprised at the. Um, it was okay. I thought I was going to be given a little more time too, seeing that we had two nights. Yeah. Uh, it was still a decent match, but you know those they, those guys could have brought it, right? It seemed like it was just like a raw match. It didn't it didn't seem like they really had like a WrestleMania type match. Right. I, given I to wonder them. if that was the the match they wanted for the IC belt at, at Mania. Like it just seems like it was like not forced, but it 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 just didn't seem like the natural match to be there at Mania, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I predicted Drew Gulak was going to turn on Jenner Bryan. That didn't happen, but uh Here's to hoping. Yeah. Um, that was a weird, weird, weird match. I thought. Yeah. The uh, the ladder match that that match was like just nonstop. Like right from the get, I feel like they they went out there and they they wanted to steal the show, and I felt like they did as a wrestling match. Uh, I thought they tore the house down. Oh, for sure. Um, like all of them, you could see how actually tired you can. Uh, the the cool thing about having no crowd, you can actually see the exhaustion, like how they yeah. feel. Uh, they look beat up after that match too, and like Morrison is a gangster, dude. 
the Spanish fly, the walking into the Spanish fly. Was- yeah. Yeah. Uh, weird finish. I thought though, um, that he fell when when you fall and you hold the titles. I it would have been cool for like one team to have the belt and the other team have the other belt. And what would what would that situation turn into? Uh, hang, but yeah, hang them back up, hang it back. Up, hang, we'll do it again. Go back up and hang it up. <laughs> uh, but Morrison proven he can still go um, right. even in 2020. Uh, Dick, what what about you? How did you feel about the ladder match? Uh, just like what you guys said, essentially they stole the show. Was that your favorite match other than um, the match will probably give its own time to uh, in a little bit? I thought Kevin it's Owens far. and Seth, Seth Rollins actually had a really good match, too. That was fantastic, um, too. The, uh, you know, I, I was pissed off when the, they pulled out the DQ finish, and I was like, oh, that's a lame way to finish like this blow-off. Uh, and then they turned it into a no-DQ match. I wish it would have kind of just been a no-DQ match from the get-go. Right, right. Uh, but it's a good little two. It's a twist, though. Yeah, it's it's a good two part story. Uh, they were able to have a wrestling match, and then they were like able to have a brawl right after. So I was fine with it. Right, and then the spot, obviously, the spot. Really Here's your right. WrestleMania moment, and then he did the <laughs> the, the, the what is it? A cent? It wasn't a, a swanton. It was a senton uh, yeah, off yeah. the top of the mania sign. That probably was going to be the sign for WrestleMania, right? It had to be. That shit was massive. Huge. Yeah. Uh, what so about you, Dick? Fit it. Hello, Dick. You there? I can hear you. Oh, good. Oh, how, what did you think about the uh, Owens match? I was disappointed at first because they pulled away the they pulled the DQ uh, they pulled that DQ finish. But um, I'll say this: they KO redeemed himself in that match when he d- leaped off that um, off the sign. Right. Yeah. So I'll give him credit for that. I mean, that was a uh, that was insane. And that, that spot did save the match for me. Otherwise, if they had gone with the, had they just gone with the DQ finish, I would I would hate I would I didn't like it. Yeah, that would have uh, been horrific, horrific, dude. Um, yeah. What did you? All right, let's talk about this Braun Strowman match. What oh. the fuck? Okay, first uh, of all, Triple H was on Ariel Hawani show and they were talking about WrestleMania, and he's like, uh, "So what's going on with Roman?" He's like, "Well, you know, I don't want to give anything away." Uh, Roman's going to be taken from the match, but I don't want to ruin, you know, who's going to take his spot. But keep. But I will say there's something very unique we have planned going into this, and I don't want to give anything away. Um, and then it turned out, like, just like in a throwaway segment on SmackDown, they said, oh, yeah, by the way, Braun Strowman's uh, taking on Brock Lesnar now. Or uh, Braun Strowman. Or- Goldberg. Braun Goldberg, Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, which, one, didn't deliver what Triple H was trying to sell. And two... Um, the fact that they have this world title match, their universal title match with no nothing behind it, uh, really just killed it for me. And then the match itself was kind of a turd. Right. Uh, I well, we know Gold- Goldberg's wor- work rate isn't um, even half of what it used to be, which is not a lot. But uh, yeah, I, it just really pisses me off that they would just hand the title like that so easily to Braun after right. the Fiend had a run. He like, literally had nothing going on in the main event. Like nothing. absolutely nothing. He just lost the IC title. Right. Um, he's been where's he? But he hasn't anywhere sniffed what a main event level guy was. Right. Um, and then they just pretty much gave him a money in the bank match, which there was two money in the bank matches on this mania. If, I'll, I'll let you know because um, uh, the big show cashed in the money in the bank too. Uh, the night after uh, McIntyre. We'll talk won. about that in a bit. Uh, but basically, Braun Strowman won the Royal Rumble or Money in the Bank or something to be able to get this opportunity, which 
I mean, he's gonna get booed, right? If, I mean, if, if there was a crowd there, they would boo. They were they were gonna boo that match, right? I think you're gonna boo the match regardless. You're muted, Byron. Can't hear you. Can't hear. I can't hear. Oh, um, I'll go. Yeah, I go, think go regardless it. of whoever was gonna be in that match, whether it would be Goldberg or I mean um, Roman Reigns or Braun Strowman, uh, I think that match was gonna get booed. Uh, you can already tell when the, when they were hyping up the the setup to the match, both guys were getting booed in Boston. If you remember, uh, the, oh the yeah, SmackDown after um, after the Saudi show, yes. So I think that was going to happen regardless. Yeah, um, but then for no build, you know, really just killed that uh, that whole thing for what they probably had planned. It were, they weren't going to get the belt off Goldberg. I felt like, um, even though I went with Goldberg, uh, just because of circumstances. Right, told me that he do was you, probably going to retain. Do you really think it was a good idea to, to take the belt off of Goldberg at that moment? I would have kept it on him. I like, would have no, absolutely, absolutely I kept agree one hundred percent with you on that one. Wait for a real story. I, Don't just yeah. you know. Unless Goldberg's like, you know what? I just want to hold this title so I can put your boy Roman over. I don't give a fuck who it is. I don't want to wrestle anymore. That's exactly what that whole ploy was. Clearly, that was a mission, and that's uh, he. Sure, um, he definitely signed a short-term contract to do like two matches. Yeah, and that's it. You know, I want my so. Saudi money and I want my WrestleMania money, and I'm out. <laughs> I think you. that's exactly what happened. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, he was he's literally like, I don't give a fuck who it is. I'm dropping this belt because I'm done. Uh, which you know, at the expense of the fiend, they did this to get the belt on a Braun Strowman. Yeah, that, that that's the part that hurts. Um, and we're gonna go into depth about you know. His greatness later, but well, yeah. All right, and then we got to talk I mean, about that one's not a that one's not a complete failure because given what happened with Roman and why Roman backed out, that right. was um, that was a backup plan that they had to do. But even then, they could have just held it out a little longer. Maybe they could have worked with Goldberg for a little bit, or at, maybe waited till WrestleMania or till SummerSlam at least. You or, know, or do, an extended contract. Do something where Braun, you know. Make sure that Roman can't show up. Maybe get more real with it. Like, you know what, Rome, if Roman can't be here to, you know, um, get these to take on Goldberg, then I'm going to be the guy that steps up. Like, make him like a real right. heel and build it up where, like, well, he, you know, maybe make, maybe ultimate heel move. You know what, your immune system sucks and you suck. I'm taking the spot. And then go from there. Like, build a little, like a little morsel of a story would have been nice. Right. I agree. And the performance, like the actual wrestling was a little. Bro, it was two it minutes was, long. It was a two-minute match. Yeah. I'm done with these two-minute title matches. They're they're garbage every single time it, it happens. Was yeah, it? I mean, it was definitely not like the Goldberg-Lesnar match, which they did a couple of years ago, and I thought for it being five minutes long, it was a great match. Oh, yeah, Goldberg's yeah. best match. Yeah, that was for sure. Oh. WWE by, era for by sure. By far, it's the best WrestleMania match yeah. by far. But we got... And that's not saying a whole lot, though. Spear, spear, spear. Uh, power slam, power slam, power slam, power slam. Finish, right? That like, was it. It's like power slams, I he think. was just like backstage, like doing his like no mercy taunts, just getting ready for the match. He had like five <laughs> stories. He's doing the Undertaker one where he like throws his hair back and like lifts and like rubs his hands together. And then a lot of this <laughs> Stone Cold doing flipping the bird over and over. The the Mr. That's Ass. The, the Mr. Oh. Ass pixelation one's my favorite. Um, and then well, let's talk about real this video. Quick, oh yeah, real quick though, before we get into the, the before we get into that match, we, uh, we need to talk about the Raw Women's Championship. Oh, oh yeah, I almost forgot. Yes, um, what did you think about it, Dick? 
Um, the match was okay. I just, I'm the finish. I we've all. I, I think we all agree that Shayna should have won that match. I yes. think Becky's reign was long enough. She's she's had the champion for a year. Do you think I they think, kept it on her just so they can say that she held it for a year? Because you know they love their first ever's and their monument historic moments. Probably, but I, I think at the same time, like I think that the, the real money is in her. Maybe her chasing it. You could have her chase it instead. Yeah, uh, like I, we're, we're talking about the Becky Balboa kind of kind of thing, where like yeah, you know, build it up where like Shane is an unstoppable monster, and like Becky has to overcome or something. Because the way I looked at it is, that I think Becky. Like she, she slept on Shayna and Shayna got the best of her. That would have been a perfect but story. Becky outsmarted her, and um, I guess they're going to continue with this feud. Um, but you could still continue the feud either way and have Shayna win. Right. To me, that would make more sense. It was just very interesting. I kind of knew some. It wasn't going to be a memorable match just by the placing of it, because typically Becky's been headlining like forever. Yeah. Recently. Um, and yeah, it just lacked it lacked moments of. I mean, they wrestled decently. Uh, Becky gets me hyped though. I like when she wrestles. She's really a good performer. Uh, same with Mongo, but like, <laughs> I was just call her Mongo. Um, the, the result is re- it was just shocking. I was like, what the fuck? And the way wasn't it like a shitty roll up or it was? She was in that Corfina clutch and she like <laughs> did the whole Bret Hart uh, right flipping over and then into a pin. Yes. Yeah, um, I guess that's one valid way to lose if you're gonna lose, like SummerSlam a Jace. Uh, yeah, Davy Davy Boy a Jace, but like, yeah, uh, yeah, it just lacked a lot of spark for me. I was I was disappointed in that match. I, I honestly that was Shane's first big match on Raw. Like that's the first yeah, big match on dude. the roster. I feel like they they were building her up, especially when she's like, "I'm gonna beat the living shit out of you," and she's taking bites out of people. She just got done at the Royal Rumble, damn near eliminating every chick. And then go to the Rumble and, and or go into the WrestleMania and you lose by a, like a, a fluke roll up. I, I I'm not a fan of it, and I don't like Large Marge Becky either. Oh, <laughs> I don't get why she has to come out in a fucking semi truck. Like it's what? Annoying. She, I, I don't know either. Does she have a Class A license to be able to drive that? That's what I want to know because that would make her the man. Class C right. won't cut it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I also. She seemed to start wearing like a Mick Foley flannel shirt, like really, <laughs> really turn up that trucker gimmick part of it. Yeah, for real. Uh, <laughs> we just didn't call her Dooley. That she like is a champ. She's been champ for a year. Yeah, that's insane. That's and she's beat run. like everybody. No, yeah, she's she's beat everybody. everybody. She's probably ninety eight in uh, WWE two K. <laughs> Not better than Roman, but yeah, she's up there. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Um, and then let's talk about the video game match. That's what I like to call it. Um, Undertaker versus AJ Styles. Uh, this match had ultimate deletion all over it to me. Um, they shot it in a way where like it was just like a movie. It was literally a movie. Undertaker coming. Oh, first of all, AJ coming out, working all of us, bro. And uh, coming out to the Undertaker's theme and then comes out in the casket. And then the you don't want none starts. And I was like, oh, shit. Hell yeah. This is a bad guy. And did you notice it was an older version of Undertaker's theme? Was it really? Yeah. I didn't pick like that up. Like version of Undertaker? Like, it was like from the mid-90s, but Ooh. it was an older version for sure. Like you I'm going to go watch that back. That's you, a good little nook. Like, you can hear uh, Bobby Heenan say, look at the size of that <laughs> ham hock! Or uh, Gorilla Monsoon. 
<laughs> I always remember that because I was like, what the hell is a ham hock? <laughs> Mom, what the fuck is a ham hock? <laughs> uh, it sounded like you tried to say hammock. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, um, eight, and then Undertaker comes out, American Badass, but not oh, two boy. American Badass, some Metallica song. What Do you know what, the, what that song was, Dick, Byron? I forgot the name of it, but it, it was a Metallica song, though. That that shit was slapping hard. I was like, oh, f- yes, and, yes, I want to see this. guess what? That's probably going to be dubbed over. Oh. oh, it already happened on Raw last night. Oh, yeah. So it, it, it was What, it was? Happen. Yeah. The, the Metallica song, they just filled it in with uh, generic rock music. Because they, they only paid for- I wonder if they're going to have it. They probably only paid for the license for one night. I would, yeah, I would think so, too. Because- um, Metallica wants to get paid, bro. In in twenty seven, when he came out to Johnny Cash, they had it for like one night, and then they dubbed over that and just had his theme song instead. Oh, are you serious? That was like the best. Like, yeah, that was awesome when he came out of that. It was like, oh, it's like an old grizzled guy. Like, uh, it's one final ride. Yeah, that sucks. His last ride, literally. That's crazy. That's that sucks because that shit was dope. Oh, it's from that album, Hardwired. Oh, it's is it really? A, yeah, it's, yeah. I didn't. I didn't listen. That Metallica to album kind of rips too, to be honest. But yeah, it's a whole different story. Um, but yeah, we had a a boneyard match. We found out was a buried alive match, or just right incapacitated, like it, a last man standing. Maybe I don't know. It was. Um, I mean, it was essentially like a buried alive movie. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't even want to call it a match because there was no referee in that. I mean. There's really no referee. It was just more like a spe- a, spect- a spectacle. No, uh, no ring. Star spectacle. I was entertained though. I'll 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 say that I, I was really entertained by that. And um, it looked like it was Triple H and uh, Michael Hayes who were um, the masterminds behind this project. So I give them a lot of credit for putting it together. Yeah, it was like watching like my brother. My shout out to my brother. He's a big fan of like those eighties action movies where there'd be like unrealistic fight scenes but you're still so bought into the story yeah um mm-hmm. that's exactly how i felt watching i felt really like i was a kid again watching a video that i rented from video 94 or something <laughs> oh my god shout and out to video 94 i know in West and then I, <laughs> I was like dang this is takes me back in like the the actual acting was really good. I was like, holy Dude, fuck. The the set, whatever they used for that set was awesome. <laughs> yeah. The lighting was amazing. You could tell like there was like a lot of production put into like the purple lighting and like all these random oh, little yeah. places. Um and then, you know, I, I I compared it to like a video game because okay, he took out the mini boss, which was the first first level of uh, AJ Styles. And then right. he has to take out the OC. And then he beats the OC and then the druids come out. Of nowhere, um, yeah. it was like a what is it? A Mortal Kombat when like there's a stage, a level change, uh, like yeah. he uppercutted him through the bar- the barn. Oh and, like, yeah, that's that's exactly what it reminded me of. And then you get the final version of AJ um, on top of the uh, the barn. It looked like a barn, right? Right. Or yes. Um, Undertaker just, I think he killed Luke Gallows. I could be wrong. I don't. He could still be falling. I don't know. He just threw him into a pit. <laughs> I think uh, that was Carl Anderson he threw in. Was it Carl? Okay, and then it was Carl Anderson that he chokes him off the roof. Yes, right. Which is a cool spot too. That was sick. Super cool. And then the yeah. tombstone on top. Um, and then yeah, it it, it ends up with uh, 
Taker choke slamming AJ into a pit, uh, into a, a shallow grave, and right. burying he him. Kicked, he was, he was going to forgive him, walk away, and then he gives AJ the big yes. boot. Yes, he he gave him a hug. He's like, "Hey, man, you put up a good fight. You're 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 not too bad." And then yeah, um, and then the the uh, the shot of AJ's hand sticking out of the grave was fucking <laughs> that's awesome, the, dude. That's the they literally buried AJ Styles. <laughs> but I mean. <laughs> Normally, we'd be pissed off that that happened, but this was right. awesome. Absolutely. And that goes to show, like, Undertaker can wrestle or, like, at least portray like he's actually still a legit performer if you put him in the right situations. Give me 10 more um, years of this version of Undertaker. Yeah, I'm in. He could do this Every, for sure. Yeah, this is fantastic. Fantastic work, WWE. That was such a good match to cap off night one. You m- looks like they made some chicken salad and a chicken shit. <laughs> uh, that's exactly how I felt about it. They they pulled out all the stops. And then the show went off the air just like that. Perfect. Excellent ex- execution. I thought that was a great way to end night one. It was uh was I wouldn't want to say that match, but that spectacle. It was a it was a great spectacle. You you hit a lot of Undertaker's um I mean, really you want to say weaknesses because let's be honest, he can't really be in a twenty minute match. No. And, you know, there wasn't, like, holds or anything like that. This was just no. a fight um, with no ring, just two guys going out there, and they hate each other, and they're going to fight. Um, I, th- I thought it was awesome. And it reminded me how much of a badass Mark Calloway, The Undertaker, right. is. Right. In real life, I'm still not fucking with you. Just because you can't, like, wrestle me in a ring doesn't mean you can't still fuck me up. Oh, I'm no, still no, no. Scared of you. If I go to a bar and I see a guy that looks like Undertaker sitting there sipping whiskey by himself... I'm not gonna bother that guy. That He's guy, the fuck alone. Have your have yeah. your fun, dude. I'll be over here <laughs> trying not to stare at you, and you catch me. Yeah, you fuck me up still. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, night two. Um, by the way, I did mania crawl um, before night one. Um, it was a lot of fun. Shouts out to mania crawl, Jamie, everyone that was in the chat. Um, they raised over almost like four thousand dollars for uh the american red cross nice it was fantastic it was awesome there was over 100 people watching live there was uh i got i got involved in a trivia trivia game uh which was really fun it was me and like five other guys and we all took took turns uh answering a question from a specific wrestlemania um i got three out of four right i missed one because i couldn't think for some reason i was like nice. five you know, ipas I gonna, in i was gonna ask you how that compared to the mania crawl we did a couple years ago well i mean yeah they're two different things obviously but um everyone here was just very positive having fun getting drunk uh, me and dick went to mania crawl in 31 um and that was that was awesome that was our that was their second one our first one and i kind of yeah. kept in contact with uh the guy that puts it all together his name is jamie um and yeah it was a lot of fun so shouts out to mania crawl so by the way first night night one i was three sheets to the wind i was having a good time i was i was buzzing it as my mom would say (laughs) (laughs) um so a little bit of it's hazy but night two i was i was wide awake for this was this was the night uh diarrhea ripley versus charlotte flair uh we have a new nxt champion in charlotte flair um, I I actually really really liked this match. This match was awesome. I thought it was a four point two star match. Yeah, at least they were beating higher. the shit out of each other. Yeah. Rhea was selling her ass off in that knee. Charlotte was going after it just like her dad would, just like a Bret Hart submission specialist would. Um, right. I I loved this match. And they were beating the shit out of each other. 
Like they were literally so hard, stiff as shit. They were giving it all. They were giving it their all. Uh, this is one of the matches too, where you can appreciate like uh, full wrestling art form again. Yes, uh, because the facials, the the slow moving, the way they would just go into every move. Charlotte is every bit of her daddy in a way. You know yeah. what I mean? This was an instant classic for me. I, I love this right. match. This was a great way to start off the show. Um, what did way you think? To continue Dick? the momentum from last night too. So the night before, I mean. Yeah, so, yeah, we pick it up from the, from the from the taker, and now we're we're going back, and we're still hitting them hard. I I, I thought that was a great great way to go about it. Um, what did you think of the finish, though, Dick? Uh, what I did you, not like it. No, <laughs> no, I did not like the finish. Yeah. Wait, the, the fact that the, she she tapped, or the fact that uh, it was that the actual outcome or the both. actual oh, I th- I, th- I think both. Um, you could you could have had. Like I, I can, I understand the logic of having Charlotte win, right? Looking at it at that time, having her on NXT and having Rhea chase. But I think at that moment, you want to make Rhea a true superstar. You have Charlotte, you, you put, you help Charlotte, uh, you help Rhea go over on Charlotte. That's what would make her to the next level, make her a legitimate superstar was to have her win that match. Well, there's a couple of, uh, things i do agree with what you're saying but in a sense what ria's 20 some early 20s right she yeah. has plenty of time to chase uh she, this could be like charlotte when she eventually beats charlotte it's gonna be fantastic which you know it, it won't be so it could be soon but i'd love to see it like three or four years down the road or something uh if that so it could be like the rematch and that's when you pass the torch not like take the company ria this is you but i think on that same note, it, it elevates the NXT title too. Like, oh, this is a legit third brand. This is on par with us now that Charlotte, who's arguably the best f- female wrestler yeah. maybe ever, it has the belt now. So it's kind of crazy. Like, what do you mean on par? Do you mean on par with the women's championships? Yeah. Like, I think the NXT as, women's championships like the top one. I think so too. Well, well, now it is because the queen has it. <laughs> no, I but think it was before that, actually. The divisions are so weak uh, compared to it, NXT's it, division. That's true. Um, I think this is their way of trying to get to them being a legitimate uh, like level as right, far as like right. the main shows go. Um, NXT, to me, still has that same stigma as it's not like right. Raw or SmackDown. Um, and I think that they kind of are teaching me that, too. Um, I, I should have known better than to... Uh, go against woman reigns uh winning this shit i should have known charlotte was gonna win it's funny that you bring that up because it would literally be the equivalent of roman reigns going over on like our and the nxt championship right yeah like going and beating over adam, adam cole. cole right oh so my god would that crowd boo the shit out of that yo but Uh-oh. that's still I, I would still watch the shit out of that match <laughs> oh yeah i, I yeah. think that was a different dynamic though because charlotte is she's she's a heel I don't know why they're trying to portray her as a baby face. She's a heel. Yeah. And Rhea is a baby face. Oh, clearly right now. And in this in this instant, um, you know, the, the way that Charlotte was going at Rhea, she was definitely the heel in this match. Right, right. And it still meant a lot to her. You could tell she was really bringing it. She's so top notch, man. Yeah. Fuck, she, I love Charlotte. She's Charlotte tore it up. I've, and th- them two together really, really set the standard as far as like main roster women matches that aren't on takeover uh mm-hmm. this was one of the best matches i've seen in a while right and it took me a while to realize that uh rio diarrhea was wearing <laughs> uh vegeta inspired trunks so yeah it's extra nerd points for her was it weird yeah, seeing it, her in white and not in all black yeah. right i uh, liked it and um charlotte she was uh paying tribute to kobe bryant as well did you know she was wearing purple 
Purple and gold. Oh, oh that was for Kobe? It's for Kobe. Also, shouts out to her dad uh, when he won the title at uh, Mania. Was it when he fought uh, Randy Savage? No, no, no. He he was the WWE champion at, at WrestleMania eight. That eight WrestleMania eight, yes. But he lost the belt to uh, Savage that year. That's what it was. Damn. Yes. Damn. But I need to watch uh, that match. Ric Flair over. is. I mean, Ric Flair is a legitimate Laker fan as well. Oh, really? Laker. Or Charlotte? Both. Or Rick is a legit Laker fan. He was he was repping uh, purple and gold back in the '80s when he was uh, the NWA champion. That's what's up. And then recently, I don't know if you guys Fuck saw the video of him uh, introducing LeBron to a, I think it was a home game about a month oh. uh, a month before the season uh, got canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Rick Flair's the shit, dude. Um, but there is another layer. Going back to that match, there is yeah. another layer that um, we just found out earlier today. Yes. And it turns out that uh, Rhea Ripley's visa was expired. So she's not going to be able to come back into the United States. Yeah, that, so, that was a big, yeah. So maybe that played into the decision to put the belt on Charlotte because uh, two reasons. Number one, the fact that her um, visa did expire. And number two, if she flew back to Australia, she may not be able to get back into the country because Australia is also, I mean, if, if, if I'm understanding correctly, they're also on lockdown, just like the rest of the world. Yeah, I think we. she had to go back to Australia. And once that happened, she's automatically on quarantine for two weeks. And mm-hmm. there's no flights going in and out. Or I don't know about in or out, but she'd, she'd have to be on lockdown for two weeks. And, you know, they got to film a show on the next night. So, um. So maybe that's why they took the belt off of her and put it on Charlotte. Why did they let that happen, though? I feel like this is a company that has, you know, they should be on top of shit like that. Right. They have, like, someone who keeps, tra- like, the you, HR person at yeah, WWE you, should be like, hey, you're I, I don't know. Right now. You reapply for it and you get your visa. Right. And she's a worker. I, she's working. Yeah. I thought she was I thought she was living in Florida. I thought so, too. Um, I would have thought, like, you would keep her in Florida for as long as you can and... Uh, especially if they're going to be doing tapings in in Florida every week, keep her there. You know, have her have her play because I know a lot of the talent, a lot of the NXT talent, they live around uh, they live around Tampa, they live around Orlando. Um, very few fly out. I, I'm not sure if any fly out, as a matter of fact, but I know a majority of them they live in uh, in Florida. Yeah, um, it's kind of home base now. Um, after that, I feel like the card kind of took a dip, a big dip. Um, right. It you, took a while. To you look at the, the black on black match. Did yeah. zero zero for uh, it's me. It's kind of like it was night two's equivalent of um, of uh, Elias versus Corbin. It, it yes. was just there. Didn't really do anything for me. Yes. Except uh, the only thing it really did is just show how much they they love uh, Alistair. But at least they gave Bobby some um, some like he got some of his shit in at least. So yeah, and now they're teasing maybe a potential Lana Lashley breakup. So now right. we got this. We're gonna get the story continues between them. Um, and we haven't seen Rusev. Did, When's the last time we seen Rusev? Did you notice during that match that Lana was like talking to Lashley, like like she was talking to Rusev, like kind of like telling him what to do during the match, like uh, Lashley crush. Yeah. That? Yeah. 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 Uh, which the next night on Raw, they interviewed him, and he's like, uh, Caleb Braxton was like, uh, you know, what? What? Do you, how do you feel about your match last night? He's like, you know what? I think it's time I find a new manager and maybe a new wife. So we're going to get that to continue. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, Otis and Ziggler. Ziggler's first ever singles match at WrestleMania. 
That's that cannot be true. That's very guy's true. been in the company for forty five years. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that <laughs> he's always There's in no a way tag team or battle royal or triple threat or ladder match or something. He's never had a one on one match. Wow, that's um, crazy to think about that. That's what did you guys think of this one? I, I don't remember it too well. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, it told a really good story. Um, I was wa- I was watching with anticipation too to see what happens. Like a little schoolgirl trying to find out. Because Sonya came out with Ziggler. But right. Otis yes. came out by himself, right? Uh-huh. Uh, which led me to think that okay, so we, I'm just waiting for Mandy to show up. Ex- which you know, in hey, and she happen. did. She did show up. Did she show up? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, yeah. What she was she wearing, up. dude? God, that was uh, her WrestleMania moment. <laughs> I don't know if you can see my eyes, but ooh. <laughs> oh, man. but you know what though? I felt I felt bad for the storyline because this is where you want, really wanted to have the crowd there. Just yeah. imagine 70,000 fans just looking at that moment. Otis and uh, Mandy just embracing and the fans just cheering it up. They were and and they were invested in the storyline. I think that match and that storyline hurt a lot with an empty arena. Yeah. Um, also, it looked like Otis has never kissed a girl before because I don't know. <laughs> you know, when, you, know when, you, when, you, when you kiss someone like there's like a connection of some sort. If you could tell if you're yeah. going to be with that person for a while, if you know that it's a good kiss, that did not look like a good kiss. And he also looks like he's like five foot two. He's a <laughs> tiny dude. He is a little bowling ball with he's arms a and legs. Dude. <laughs> dude. I was like, what the fuck? Mandy's short. And he's almost look like, he almost looks like he's shorter than her. Yeah. And you've seen it in real life. So you can confirm she, right. she's a small, Yeah, she's tiny. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Oh yeah! I think I want to be Tucker. <laughs> I think I want to be Otis for fucking Halloween this year. That shit would be hilarious. That, or I'm also thinking of being uh, Grapefruit Cassidy. Oh, that that'd be funny. Yeah, Dude. yeah, Grapefruit Cassidy. Thank you very much. I'll be home. I'll be here all week, folks. Uh, uh, other than that, let's see. Um, okay, we got to talk about this. They gave him 36, 37 minutes almost. Edge versus Randy Orton. Oh man! Very hyped match. I was excited for that. I was there. I was. This was one of the cornerstones of this night. Right. Um, I. If you're gonna give me four matches um, that I was hyped for, if you're gonna give me four pillars to build this thing on, Edge Orton, um, right. the Fiend John Cena, right. Uh, Taker AJ, right. And uh, Drew McIntyre and um, Brock Lesnar. Um, this was one of the pillars, and this one. Ah, I feel like it just went on way too long. It it did, and it was Absolutely. taped two weeks ago, mind you. They gave it thirty some minutes. I'm looking at it right now, thirty six point three five minutes. Well, it's a long way from the gym to the ring. That's a long the, time. Yeah, I just feel like there was just so much. At one point, I was just like, oh, "Come on, like this is cool," but I'm there was so many like things happening. Like there was a bunch of open ladders everywhere. Backstage for some reason. There was a fence on the ceiling. There was a fence on the ceiling. Yeah, which I thought that was. A, I I really liked that spot when he climbed the the, t- the yeah. ceiling and <laughs> dropped a little elbow like two feet off the ground. But still, it looked cool. Um, right. But ah, uh, I wanted to see that an was edge the longest. Match. Did you know that was the longest WrestleMania match that was not the Iron Man match? Really? Wow. I did not know that. Uh, so maybe they wanted to break a record there too. I don't know. Um, edge wins. Um, but it definitely took a lot. Um, it ended with, uh, how did it end on the top? Was it on top of the truck? Yeah. A concerto on top and it was out after. Yeah. I feel like that could have happened 
you know, after after earlier. 20 minutes into the match, because um, right. I was getting a little restless watching it. Yeah, the pacing was a bit weird. I think they wanted to be uh, pretty dramatic. Uh, it was no boneyard match, I'll tell you that. But <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. I like it that that's a had- sentence now. <laughs> it was no boneyard match. <laughs> it still it still had the uh, it had some moments, but like you said, it was spread out a little too long. If they condensed that like twelve minutes quicker, it would have been pretty amazing. Well, especially we just saw Gargano and Champa do pretty much the same thing uh, last month um, when they had their big fight at New- at Full Sail, so or at the PC. So I was like, oh, I've seen this already. Um, but yeah, right. It was essentially it was essentially that match. Um, that match was essentially what what Gargano and Champa did um, just about a couple of weeks ago. So we saw more or less exactly the same thing in that match. I think if they if it was one night, they would it would not have been a thirty seven minute match. No, it would have been it would have been probably about twenty maybe fifteen minutes or so. But the fact that they did spread it out over two nights. That's why they probably felt like they had to make this match longer than it should have been. And I feel like if it was in front of an audience, it wouldn't have been that much time backstage. I feel like the match would have ended in the ring uh, right. at some point. And f- yeah, for the audience to see. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Edge Edge gets his win. Um, well-deserved. I'm happy to see him back. He looks awesome. He looks so good, dude. So he, this is probably TRT, the best shape. Everything. Yeah. TRT. He looks great H-G-H. for, he looks great for uh, being 46 years old. Bro, he has the D'Angelo going on you know oh, what I'm talking yeah. about? the wings yep um probably going down to a really really nicely trimmed pubic area mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> Boing. Fine. um another Fine match trim. that didn't need to happen but somehow did uh street profits versus angel garza and austin theory um i mean it was it was good for what it was um, was it a mania match in my opinion like just the, the no that was the, a smackdown I, match no no right. that was a, or, raw, that was a raw match but they did their best. I mean, if they told me you could wrestle WrestleMania, you'd be like, fuck yeah, let's yeah. do it. But Awesome but, Theory um, was in a Evolve last month, yeah. and now he's in WrestleMania. He was. Wrestling for a championship. Not a lot of people can say they, they wrestle for a championship at Mania. Right. Uh, but this 22-year-old kid can. And honestly, Angel Garza and Austin Theory, I thought they still looked great in defeat. Uh, they gave mm-hmm. him a lot of, they, they got their shit in. Uh, Angel Garza, I feel like, has a really high ceiling. I really like him. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. He, he could be top mid-level or mid-card uh, wrestler, I think. Yeah. Um, and then after the match, Zelina Vega started beating down on on Montez. And uh, out comes Bianca Belair getting her WrestleMania too, WrestleMania moment too, and lay, laying the smack of down on uh, Zelina Vega. Um, I'll, I'll talk about. I'll talk more about that later. Um, how about Bailey defending her title in a fatal five-way match? Uh, elimination match. So, I mean, it was the the cards was really stacked against her. Um, this match was another match. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy. Not really like a big story, uh, other than will they will they pull the trigger on the Sasha Bailey feud or not? And they're not they're not doing that. They're not interested. Uh, there's a lot of At shockers. Not in yet. There was a. It was weird that Sasha reacted that way, which obviously. Uh, I think it was Dick who might have said last week that they're going to go SummerSlam or it might have been you, Drew, I forget. But, um, yeah, I think they're going to wait till SummerSlam to blow it off between Bailey and um, if Bailey can hold that belt that much longer. but well, now- I, Which I think she will because given what's been going on, uh, I mean, I don't think they're going to shoot any paper. I mean, another thing we got we, we didn't really talk about is what about money in the bank? Are they going to shoot right. money in the bank? 
Oh, um, yeah. What about any of the other B pay-per-views up until SummerSlam? Um, so I could totally see Bailey holding on to the belt up until SummerSlam. And if SummerSlam does happen with the crowd, it's going to be in Boston. I did mention this last week. Yeah, and it's Sasha's gonna be in hometown. Boston, and that's Sasha's hometown. So if I'm WWE and I'm thinking about this and thinking, hey, maybe we can do SummerSlam. We can do it in Boston with the crowd. Let's go ahead and build up to Sasha Bailey. And not only that, it'd be five years since they fought at NXT TakeOver. Hey, they like their history moments. Yeah. So. The way that this match ended, Sasha can now hold it over Bailey's head. Like, you wouldn't even be champion if it wasn't for me. Um, which right. that's, that could, that's a nice little morsel they can just sprinkle in there if they wanted to. I thought I called it. I thought I was like, oh shit, I took a big gamble on Lacey Evans, and here she is, the final one to face against Bailey. Uh, right when when Sasha got eliminated, I was like, "Fuck!" Hey, was your butthole? How tight was your butthole? Because I, I was like, "Oh, there it is." Yeah, <laughs> I thought I was the smartest man alive for a little while. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone thought like, "Oh, that's crazy," but I don't think I didn't think it was that crazy. I thought this is the chance that they get to like get Lacey the championship without having to have a story for her to 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 you know be that big baby face overcoming all adversity. Right, um, that was a good swerve too. And her, her like springboard moonsault shit is still legit. I love that shit too. Honestly, I just don't like Lacey's character. I mean, she that's a heel character, um, but I think she's a really great wrestler. I, I still really like Lacey Evans as a wrestler, but character they they they're just trying to force it, and I'm just not a fan of that. Once I feel like they're, you need to like this person, you need to like this person. Look at she's a marine, and oh, she salutes the troops, and oh, she's a mom. Like I'm already all right. I'm out. I'm out. That's enough. That's enough. Right. Let me let me pick who I want to like. <laughs> um and then yeah sasha comes in she took a nasty woman's right um and then she comes in after you know lacy pretty much has the match in hand and gives lacy the backstabber and bailey comes in and how did bailey win with the uh uh that that stupid move the, the one where she like it's almost miz jace oh it was it's she? like a uh, dean ambrose is old finisher yes yes and i really yeah. i really like how dean ambrose when Dean Ambrose gave you that to Kofi Kingston, oh my god! Yeah, that was um, devastating. He sold the shit out of it. Yeah, him. yeah, I like his old finisher. What's it called? I forget. <sighs> uh, dirty. De- it was called did, Dirty it Deeds. Was, it was a. It was called the Dirty Deeds at first. Yeah. Right? It was called the Dirty Deeds. Yes. Um, I don't know what it's called now. The Overdrive. Oh no, no, no. That's that's another move. Uh, but anyways, all right. Let's talk about match of the night for me, for probably for everybody. Everyone's talking about this match right now. John Cena versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, in a Firefly Funhouse match. We had no idea what this was, but God damn it, did they deliver. Dang. To me... I've watched it twice already. I need to watch it again because... Dude. Holy shit. So good. I think this was the match of the mania for me. Uh, As great as the Bone bone Zone match was awesome. (laughs) Uh, That's still amazing. Unprecedented. This match was like everything it got me feeling all sorts of emotions i thought it was a fantastically well done match this was like if we thought that was an action movie this was like a psychological thriller yeah um this yeah. this had like a what's a psychological movie um um bill and ted's bogus journey yeah oh wow that, yeah. <laughs> like um i feel like john cena was was in his own personal hell and the fiend was just poking at him and messing with him this whole time um what did you guys you think of the, the match? Cell? Yeah. I think I did. I think that's when I saw J-Lo's butt yes. in a song. <laughs> that's all I remember from that movie. 
Well, some, some things last. Some I was like 14. Last. I was 14. That's a psychological time. movie where she's like inside the mind of a serial killer. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? I do remember that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, oh. maybe like a, like a, what's that? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio photograph. Inception? Shutter Island? Or Shutter Island? Shutter Island. Oh, yeah. It's definitely stuff like that. Yeah. And it almost had me thinking of like Requiem or like Donnie Dark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it did movie. have a little bit of Donnie Darko vibes as well. You know uh, what that grandma, I mean, that grandma's all into that TV show in Requiem, and like it just made me feel like that when she was hallucinating and seeing her. That movie's a trip. Yeah. yeah. Um, Talk about mind fucks, but uh, I mean, again, this is not. A, I mean, it wasn't a match as much as it was a, a, a spectacle, and uh, they delivered again with this match. Uh, it was very entertaining uh, to see. All the little nuances, all the little details that that went through it. Um, they started mm-hmm. off with um, replaying um, Kurt Angle challenging anyone to challenge him that night on SmackDown, and Cena came out, and Cena pretty much wore essentially what he wore back then. Yeah. Then they go into um, uh, the NWO stuff, which uh, a lot of people didn't really get, but it alluded to uh, the time where the rumor was that Cena was going to turn heel. Yep, and that, that, that was gonna be like his his Hollywood Hulk Hogan moment, I guess you could say. Um, they uh, did WrestleMania 30. Uh, there was a lot of nuances involved in, in that match, and good. I thought that was just I, I thought that was very very good. A lot of Easter eggs. We had the Doctor yeah. Thugonomics. Um, I was reading an article the day that uh, Brad, uh, the big Brad Booty Daddy, sent me. Um, he. Uh, there was it's like a, it was like a seven part story where like basically it's outlining each of John Cena's failures and and like showing how egotistical and like narcissistic John Cena is how he grew up you know watching guys like Hogan and then they flashed back to like a Saturday Night's main event and he's trying to be that big muscle head guy that right. maybe can work out but doesn't know how to wrestle good um, right a lot of inside baseball there's so many layers on this match. Um, I'll send you guys the article. Read the article and then we watch the match. It's it gives me like a whole different perspective on like what I'm watching. Well, yeah, and, and like, oh, go ahead, Dick. I was gonna say, um, I'm glad you mentioned Saturday Night's main event because uh, they they didn't even played the intro. Yeah, uh, with an yeah, obsession song, right? Yes, I, loved I wanted it. to dance. I felt like I was at Rocket for a little bit. <laughs> but dude, I thought like it was super what. Considering how weird our climate is outside of wrestling, it just felt very appropriate to have a match like this. It kind of makes you think of isolation, like getting in your own thoughts and yeah. thinking about like your own failures, your your own successes, and like almost being nostalgic to a point where like I don't know, maybe I'm looking too way too deep into this, but I was thinking, man, you this is the time where you can actually look back and maybe see what actually happened instead of what you what actually you know what you wanted it to happen, you know. Like yeah, way revisionist history, and I totally love that. Like and like, it inspires all these uh, sorts of artistic feelings over a wrestling match, which is kind of insane. Apparently, this uh, was all the brainchild of uh, Bray Wyatt and uh, Bruce Pritchard. Wow, with with some input from Cena, but it was mostly those two guys. Um, right, it's crazy that Cena went along with all this because he's basically shit on who John Cena is as a as a man, as a person. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I, I, Cena did make a lot of adjustments to it, and um, it seems like the, the adjustments that that he okayed it ended up working out. I, I kind of like to see how the original draft was, and, and to see what Bray had originally and Bray and Bruce 
had originally laid out for this match and to see what changes were made from the original. But I think the changes that John did end up making end up working. Yeah. And um, this is coming from a guy who has made changes in the past that didn't work out. Um, perfect example of it being that um, that seven on seven match at SummerSlam back in 2010. Who Bray Wyatt was he involved felt in. the need to go over. Yeah. He had not only go over, but beat five guys by himself after taking a, a DDT on the concrete. Everyone told him this is the wrong move. And Cena's like, no, I'm going to do it because I sell the most merch and I make the company the most money. And uh, yeah, that's how that one get, went. Um, but yeah. And that SummerSlam match, that Bray Wyatt was in that one is Husky Harris, right? Yes. Husky. Um, and then, there were, oh, I really marked out. Well, first of all, uh, I was watching it on a house party with like five other guys with, uh, you know, Justin and Brad and uh, Brett, uh, Brian. Like there's there's a good group of us. We went from talking, kind of making jokes here and there to just being silent and just jaws all dropping, just watching what we were watching. It was crazy. Um, and then I I really liked <laughs> I laughed when when uh, John Cena went to swing at him and. You know, Bray Wyatt blocks it and he says, you can look, but you can't touch. I was like, oh, oh dang, that's a little. Remember when you proposed her at WrestleMania? Yeah, right, like, right. And there's no other two performers who would have done this as good. And again, I, I referenced it a lot because of how like there's no crowds. But some of these performers are like a plus artists, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean. Look at all the history, all the little details they went through. They, right. ha- it, you're you're right because it wouldn't work with any other characters because John Cena has this character. He's very right. polarizing. He's fucked up a lot um, in right. the fans' eyes, and you have Bray Wyatt that is able to take him to go to a dark place that no other wrestler could. Um, and then the match ends with a mandible claw, and that's it. That elevated both people because absolutely Cena now is like. Cena's evolved from like uh you know Roman Reigns at Jace to to this legendary character which he is and he's such a good actor too now like his acting that whole thing was fantastic yeah he's you could definitely see his chops for sure him and Edge yeah. Edge actually was acting pretty good too damn what are these these boys are so talented anyone <laughs> who says wrestling is not an art form could lick my asshole because <laughs> all of it a, this is ridi- it's ridiculous how these these fucking grown naked men make us feel it's insane yeah. Oh, and then also, you get, you, I mean, you, you, with, with Bray Wyatt as well. I mean, I think his, um, I mean, talk about someone else who can act as Bray Wyatt. Oh. Um, that that guy, um, if he could sink his teeth into something like this, I mean, we can sh- we, we can see what he could really do. Um, and you look at him like compared to him being a wrestler, compared to him being a, an actor, like maybe he should have been a horror film actor because right. I think that's really what his, what his call was. His calling card was really being an, a, a B film actor. I mean, he's going to have the book one day at some sort of wrestling organization because like he's fucking money. If he's if he's in charge of some sort of create creative, I think he has a great mind, dude. It's fantastic shit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I We could spend a whole hour talking about this one match. Right. Um, and maybe we will one day. But uh, let's uh, let's talk about the main event. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, not a long match, about four, almost five minutes. Uh, but it, it did the job. It got Drew Drew McIntyre. They they finally crowned a new champ, and they anointed him. The they gave him the ball. Um, so let's see what Drew McIntyre can do now. 
well, uh, I knew we all knew what was going to happen, right? There was no yeah. mystery about. Did we? I think we all picked Drew McIntyre, didn't we? We did. Yes. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was a good match. I wish they would have played this before the firehouse. Um, this wouldn't have been the main, main, main event, but I mean, it's for the title. It has to. The world title, uh, not the universal title, too, which kind of says a lot. Of maybe they're going back to the world title being the main one. I don't know. I hope. Right. But well, historically, whatever is the top belt on Raw is going to be the top belt in the company. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess even though, that makes like, sense. Even though SmackDown's like, in more really houses. think about it, SmackDown should really be their top priority because it's on Fox. Yeah, yeah. But traditionally, whatever the top belt is on Raw is the top belt in the company. Um, but yeah, I mean, Brock Lesnar tried to give it to him. Uh, Drew McIntyre wasn't having any of it. A couple of Claymores later, and yeah, we got a new champion. Um, it, it was a match. I mean, it was another quick under five minute match um, that you know sold told the story that Drew McIntyre is the man. He is officially yeah. the man, and uh, we'll see what happens after that. And um, it, I mean, it was you could say the same. It was the same match as. Uh, Braun Strowman and Goldberg, essentially the difference being is that it was a more compelling match because there was more investment involved with Drew McIntyre. Um, it, it was the same layout, the same yep. blueprint. Uh, Paul Heyman, I think had, you can tell like, this is Paul Heyman ran all over because the way Paul Heyman matches go offense, 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 counter offense, offense, one, two, three, get in, get out, get your, get, get in real quick. Yeah. Um, style. Yeah. It was like the, the Goldberg, Goldberg Lesnar matches five minutes. Just get these two behemoths in there. Get get in and get out. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what it is, and it put the claymore over that much more, uh, which is right. something that needs to happen. They didn't make that move look like it's it's a match ender, and it, it it did it did for sure. I mean, what did he hit? Two, three of them? Four, four of them. Um, and but it's Brock Lesnar, you know. But he kicked out a four at five, so that tells you something right there. Yeah, yeah. And so he's jacked, and I'll, the biggest disappointment so of the good, whole. Dude. The biggest disappointment of this whole match was like gender not coming out to celebrate or something. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, they didn't have three three of me there. So that would have been nice. I would have I would have loved to see that. Um, <laughs> but also another I think that was also another match that was really hurt by the lack of a crowd because that really should have been Drew's crowning moment. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um Guy can't catch a break. Have you guys watched the Drew McIntyre twenty four on the network? No. Is it I good? did really good. You'll 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 like this guy even more. Same with the edge yeah. one. Edge one was really bad for him. You'll feel bad for him because he should have had his moment. Yeah, he's gone through a lot wait, of wait, shit. Wait, when the twenty four takes place at um, uh, the, over the whole year that since oh. yeah, it goes back to like his beginning when he was first anointed. It goes back to FCW, oh, and then shit. goes from there. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty much a whole career span. Um, and then the edge, uh, the day of. Edge at the Royal, the Royal Rumble. Rumble one. That one's really good too. You that was a really good one. You really, yeah, sure. fuck yeah, really get appreciation for Edge. Hey um, Drew, yeah. Did did you go with me to go see? Um, we went to PWG a couple years ago when uh, Drew when Drew McIntyre was in the uh, Independence was was in the Indies. No, I I, well, I missed that one. I think that was I think that was a night where who did I go with? But I remember he. I I, I think that was the night I was supposed to go. But I I I I couldn't make it for some reason. I can't, I think he had a show or something. Yeah, and I think he was. I think he might have won the PWG championship that night. Let oh me, shit, that's I'm dope. I'm trying to remember now. Um, you you pull that up. I want to talk about uh the big show coming out after the show. This is a dark match for the the one fan. Did you see the one fan in attendance there? 
Was that was that after uh, he was that after Mania? No, there there was a fan there the whole. There might have been two fans there. Did you guys see them? No, I didn't see that. Uh, I, did, I didn't. I they were they were on the ceiling. Actually. They were on the ceiling just spinning. Um. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude! Oh, I was man. actually I was like legitly concerned. I was like, "What? Somebody got to watch that shit?" <laughs> no, there was two fans in the building. Uh, but um, anyways, uh, Drew McIntyre Drew McIntyre had to defend his title at to the Big Show right after the show. I thought this was really weird. I feel like this didn't even need to happen. Um, I get maybe they want to make it seem like he can beat anybody at any time with the Claymore. Uh, but the Big Show basically cashed in Money in the Bank. He got a world title match at WrestleMania. <laughs> um, it's because it's, it's they're plugging his Netflix show, too. That, too, yeah. Um, that, yeah. And then it got me thinking, because Byron, Byron was on commentary, and he's like, this has never happened. You, someone's never won the title and had to defend it 30 minutes later. I'm like, wait a second. How many Money in the Bank matches have I watched where they literally cash in right after they win the title? It happened to uh, Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam. <laughs> or how about Yokozuna uh, winning the title and having to defend it immediately after against Hulk Hogan? Right. So, Byron, get your facts straight, buddy. I, it made me so mad. It made me so mad. They they forget their history, but they like they pick their moments of when they want to put, put their history out there. So that made me mad. Um, you know what? It wasn't. You know what? It was. Uh, it was Drew Gallery versus Roderick Strong. Ooh. PWG. It was back in 2016. That could happen in that might have happened in NXT. It could happen. I think in NXT. that match did happen in NXT as well. But I, but I think that was a PWG I went to where um, Roddy was champion and he was defending against Drew Drew uh, Drew McIntyre. Dang, was I there? Maybe I don't remember. I got pretty drunk. I could have sworn shows. you were there, but I I went with someone that night. I don't know if it was you or if it was a couple of other friends, but I I think I was there that night. I forget. I'd have to really. That was that was a long time ago though. Yeah, my my memory's so fucking awful these days. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, well, go on, Dick. I was gonna say we're getting old. Yeah, we are, dude. Um, I want to talk about uh, Raw pretty quick. Um, nothing really happened. Um, maybe two things happened. Um, oh, the thing I was gonna talk about with the, the Street Profits—they basically had a rematch. They they had they absolutely had a rematch against the Team Mexico. Yes, they did. Um, and literally did the exact same thing that they did the night before with Bianca Belair coming out after Zelina Vega is going to attack Montez. Um, I thought that was pretty lazy, um, considering this was a tape show. Um, you they're probably, yeah, the, only like, probably the first, only ones there. First, first they went with a rematch of the tag team titles. Yeah. Then that ended, and they went with um, Zelina versus um, Bianca oh. just to showcase Bianca, which she, Bianca looked like a fucking million bucks. This was almost oh, yeah. a forty-minute uh, segment, a three-part forty-minute segment. segment on for Raw. Yeah, um, started with the tag ta- tag team match, Bianca versus uh, Zelina, and you're right, dude. Zelina can go. Um, they need to let her wrestle more. And Bianca looked really great too. Um, she looked like she's ready to be on the main roster. And then after that, it broke into a six six person tag match um, with. Uh, it was it was too much overload. Um, it didn't feel like a raw after WrestleMania either, right? And they didn't have a lot it, of content. They it just did. had a lot of regurgitation, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, um, although Oscar and Liv Morgan, I actually really like that match. Liv was, Morgan looked really nice, good. It was a nice opening match. Yeah, Liv I mean, Morgan looked really about, good. Uh, Liv Morgan versus Natalia. I mean, it was a whatever match, but Liv Morgan 
can actually go. Um, I think she's she's very underrated. That's what this match showed me. I, I didn't watch any pre-show matches, but this match showed me that Liv Morgan isn't just a pretty girl. She can actually really go. Um, so hats off to her. Um, and then what else happened? Uh, the black on black violence continues. Uh, Alicia Black versus poor old Apollo Cruz. I thought this match went on longer than it should have. It's also, they gave uh, Apollo a time to show his moveset again. He, he did all the tricks. He literally pulled he out all of his tricks. <laughs> he, did, he did, but it does. did go on a little longer than than it should have. He is too cold Scorpio of today for sure. Absolutely. No charisma at all. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He doesn't have it, dude. I don't know. He doesn't. What they can do to fix that either? Because a lot of a lot of times, it's, you have it or you don't. You, you don't have it. He's what? a hell of a performer, in ring worker, but God, he needs a manager it. or something, dude. <laughs> Just damage. He's damaged goods. Give him. A, a give him a PWG sure. or something. Stop holding on to him. Give him. Let him go wrestle somewhere else. Right. Let him entertain people. I guess. Um. I I really like Apollo Cruz. Um. But Vince. It's clear Vince has no. He doesn't want anything to do with the guy. And speaking of uh, PWG alumni that Vince has nothing to do with, uh, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander did have a tag team match yeah. against uh, Orny Larkin. And um, what was his tag team partner? It was the... the Danny Birch. Danny Birch, yeah. Um, it was, this show was very NXT heavy. It, it right? was, and it let me know that NXT ain't shit. That's what I got out of this. Um, Except Charlotte. <laughs> oh yeah except for charlotte but yeah um ricochet and cedric they got a win for the first time in months probably uh but it was against nxt guys um same thing with uh what's it called denzel dinjornet dinjornet i've never seen that guy he got destroyed Dejournette. yeah i've never seen him in nxt either but this but. also let me know seth rollins is pissed he's he now he's gonna fuck shit up yeah, now he's going to be, like, focused in the ring, and he's going to do, like, devastating movesets and, like, destroying people. I And I, I I like that more than I do of, like, the, I'm the Messiah, I'm a god, like, no, 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 no. Let's just come out here, and I'm going to fuck you up, because now I'm pissed. Uh, really, I like that about Seth Rollins now. Um, and then Nia Snacks. Yeah, she returns. She is back. Some people are hyped for it. I'm not, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm really not either. No. Um, but she did squash Deanna Perrazzo. Another NXT uh, person getting squashed. Yep. Right. Um, and Deanna Perrazzo, you know, she's, she she can go, but she's kind of a jobber in NXT too, isn't she? Yeah. She doesn't get much run. She doesn't get much either. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like I said, this show was definitely very NXT heavy. Um, the only thing that was, that didn't really have an NXT superstar, you, you could say, would be the main event. I mean, let's just get into it with the well, big show versus Aleister Black. Oh, I was gonna ask who's Brendan Vink. I've never heard of that guy. Is it just like a local, local jobber? Uh, NXT, NXT. Um, him versus Humberto. I completely turned out during this match. Um, but Humberto go on, Dick. Drew, Drew McIntyre versus Big Show. This was the the dark match. They actually replayed the AJ match and the uh, and this match from WrestleMania, right? I'm sure they played one of the matches from WrestleMania. I forgot which one they did. It was, it was Taker AJ, yeah. yeah. But it was oh, like it was, a, okay. it was an abridged version. It wasn't like the full version. Um, which you know they got time. I just don't give it, give it, give it up. Um, they, they got three hours every every Monday. This match went on for a very long time. I felt like um, Drew McIntyre just got done with a match, and now he's got to defend the title. And you know, 
He defends it successfully, but the Big Show really not oh, a way, not a way that you should end the Raw to WrestleMania. If that happened in front of a live crowd, they would. I think they could have turned on Drew for that. Yeah, and they could have killed Big Show too. <laughs> yeah, big time. Well, I mean, to be fair, they wouldn't have done that in a live crowd. Yeah, you're right. They had a live audience, so I think right. under the, under the circumstances, they were really. Uh, they really, I, mean, I don't want to say they had no choice because they could have picked someone else besides Big Show yeah. to, to come back, but they had him on there because they wanted to promote his new show. I think they're also, um, they're going to start padding Drew McIntyre's resume now as champion, right? So he already has one defense, so he's good. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, oh, dude, I just saw some, uh, some comments from... Uh, Ray, um, he was in our chat. Um, he used to play guitar for Alexander before I joined the band. Um, he said he's a big fan of the podcast. Dick, he said hi. He's, oh, hey, what up? He's in our chat, uh, in the, the, the YouTube chat. Anyways, by the way, if you want to join this live chat and interact with us while we're on the air, make well, sure to go to our YouTube channel. Be live. We should start doing that every week now that we're doing live yes. shows. Um, but I mean, I guess that's that's all we can talk about right now. Um, stuff happened on NXT and oh, AEW, but this was this is what now the the year restarts for WWE. Basically, I feel like now we're re- yes, hitting the reset button the, and we're getting some every year fresh stuff. Um, shouts out to Ray for being in the chat, and shouts out to Remy too. He can hear us this time. Um, but yeah, we uh, we did it, guys. We uh, we survived a, a pandemic WrestleMania. And uh, I, I was thoroughly sports entertained with this one. Like I said, it's probably one of the more memorable manias. Um, in the last, it's up there with thirty. I think thirty is pretty good. Uh, yeah, since thirty, I think this is probably my favorite mania. Sadly, crazy, huh? Yeah. Thirty-one was really good. Thirty-one, what main event? Thirty-one. Brock was that Seth? Uh, the triple threat. Yeah, Seth, Seth Cash. Yeah, yeah, that's up there too. 30, 30 31 and this one are. I mean, My recent memory, memorable manias. Last year was really fun too. Kofi Mania, Becky Lynch. All oh, right. Uh, but overall, um, I'd say minus like four matches. Um, I thought the show was great. I liked that we got that Taker match. Like I said, the the four pillars that it was built on kept yeah. the house kept the house up for sure for me. Right. Definitely, I, I I agree completely. There, the biggest disappointment of the weekend was I would. Oh, actually, we can even add that Charlotte went to the pillar because that was a fantastic match. Yeah, um, for sure. And that was the biggest disappointment was uh, Daniel Bryan, Zayn, because uh, yeah. that could have been. I, I had I high hopes. Wanted. I was expecting El Generico versus Bryan Danielson. I was going to say Edge Orton was to me the disappointment because yeah, that, they were building up that that match for the longest, and that was like, and like you said, it was like their their big match, but it was just flat and it just went on way too long. Like, I feel like Vince was just like, well. Here's your moment, pal. Take all the time you want. And that's what we got. That's um, exactly what happened. And they stretched it out. Um, they tried to make it too dramatic, and it, it kind of backfired a little bit. Yeah, for sure. It did. Um, you guys got anything to add? I think, no, we, I I think, think we can wrap we this show up. up. I think we covered everything we needed to say. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to our regular show. Maybe we'll do a regular show um, Saturday and then go back to a regular schedule um after that i think that'll that works best but we wanted to make sure we got a podcast out for you guys uh right off the heels of wrestlemania we didn't want to make you guys wait till saturday 
Uh, so thank you so much for joining us, downloading, subscribing, joining our YouTube page. I'm going to add that into the sign off. Uh, go following us on YouTube, um, buying the merch, having fun with us. Uh, we'll be back maybe Saturday. I think Saturday might be the day um, for a brand new episode of the Put Me Podcast. A lot of stuff is still going on in AW. I don't want you guys to think that we're these WWE marks all of a sudden, like Byron. We're better than that. We are all wrestling marks. Um, and, you know, AEW, they got their TNT title coming out. Their, it's their version of the TV title. Uh, the brackets are out. Not really sure who it is off the top of my head, but they're going to start the first round uh, of that. Oh, I know it's, it's going to be tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Uh, I actually have the brackets right here. Lance Archer uh, and Cole Cabana, I know. Sean Spears versus Cody's going to be tomorrow. Sean Spears and Cody tomorrow. All, all the, the whole tournament's going to be on Dynamite? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so it's probably going to be like a four-week tournament or something like that. And and since we're already talking about that, I'll just go ahead and uh, list the brackets. So I already have the bracket right here. So uh, it's going to be Sean Spears, Cody Rhodes. Refreshing uh, their, their rivalry from Darby Allen. Darby. Kip Sabian versus Dustin Rhodes. Lance, Lance Archer versus Coke Cabana. And, of course, whoever wins the tournament is going to be crowned the inaugural AEW TNT champion. I think Lance Archer is winning the shit. I'll say it right now. They're building up the sky up like a monster. And we went from having no monsters in AEW to having like three or four really big fucking guys. You got Luchasaurus, Lance Archer, Brody Lee now. Um, and I love Cole Cabana. So it's like Cole Cabana's going to lose, you think? The oh, he's going to get he's going to get wrecked for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I think so. But um, at least he's going to he'll, he'll put Archer over. He'll make Archer look really good. I think this yeah. is going to come down to Cody versus Archer because they're both on different sides of the uh, the brackets, I think. Aren't they? They Who's are. Cody got tomorrow? Who does Cody have tomorrow? Sean, Sean Spears. Oh, yeah, Reigniting the rivalry from the chair shot incident, if you remember that. Remember when he, he was yeah. calling himself the chairman because he, he gave him a straight-up unprotected chair shot to the back, to the front of the head? He's, Yeah. You fucked him up you really bad. Sean might would actually win because Cody's already been the world champion, right? No, no. he lost his opportunity. He had a championship oh, that's match, right. but now he can't t- challenge for it. Oh, shit. Uh, I can't tell. It's going to be good. Um, so definitely tune in. I'm glad you're watching, Byron. I'm glad you're well, appreciating. I'm a tournament guy. I'm a tournament guy. Tournaments like are dope. tournament is like fun. Yeah. So we'll be back with our AEW NXT SmackDown uh, recaps. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. We are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting, and we will see you next time.